0: Hello and welcome to Device Week. I'm managing editor Marion Webb, and with me today is editor Reed Miller and our UK-based reporter Barnaby Pickering. So Barnaby, this week you've been watching the Advances, Technologies and Treatments for Diabetes conference. What stood out to you?
1: So this year, a large amount of the focus has shifted towards reimbursement and cost savings issue. Every year at ATTB, manufacturers reveal new devices, technologies and treatments. So it seems that consumers and healthcare providers are now looking for something different. As diabetes care standards improve, upfront costs become higher. This makes reimbursement a tricky issue, as both providers and patients want the best results, but also want to minimize costs.
0: And what does this mean for cost savings?
1: So I listened to Ohad Cohen, Medtronics Director of Medical Affairs for Europe, the Middle East and Africa, give a talk about the cost savings from using the new MiniMed 780G insulin pump. He started by explaining that as the global population of diabetics increases, the cost to healthcare care providers will also increase. Imperial College London recently estimated that the global cost of diabetes is around about $800 billion a year, and this number is only going to increase. Therefore, Cohen stressed that manufacturers are increasingly being required to find cost savings with their devices. He pointed out a study recently published by Medtronic. On a sample of over 4,000 diabetics, they found that the Minimed 780G reduced patient hemoglobin A1C levels by approximately 8%, and patient hypoglycemia was essentially eliminated. In comparison, multiple daily injections partnered with a glucose monitor led to patient hypoglycemia roughly 25% of the time.
0: And what does that mean for cost savings?
1: So, Cohen then moved on to the numbers. By improving patients' glycemic control, life expectancy was increased by almost a year. Patients also gained about an extra two years where they did not have complications. This leads to a cost saving, after paying for the Minimed 780G, of roughly $48,000, or $24,000 per quality of life adjusted year. This, he argued, means that the healthcare providers should be much more willing to reimburse the system going forward.
0: Thanks, Barnaby. Let's move to Reed. So Reid. You looked into a few big business stories lately. There was an IPO announcement last week. What can you tell us about that?
2: No, that's right. So, you know, we don't see a lot of IPOs in MedTech. We tend to see a lot of these smaller companies getting acquired by a bigger company instead. But last week, a Minneapolis company called CVRX announced that it plans to raise up to $75 million. In an initial public offering, and it will be listed on NASDAQ under the ticker CVRX. And now, CVRX has actually been around for a while, about 20 years, um, but they've not made a lot of money yet. They've been focused mostly on developing their stem technology, and that's a unique kind of neuromodulation implant that activates the baroreflex in to stimulate the brain's ability to regulate cardiovascular function. Now they have the only commercially available neuromodulation device indicated to improve symptoms for patients suffering from heart failure with reduced left ventricular ejection fraction. Um, But they think that their technology could be used for other kinds of cardiovascular problems as well. In the US, it is FDA approved for treating heart failure patients with low ejection fraction, like I said, and uh, specifically in people who do not have a lot of other options. In Europe, it is also approved to treat drug refractory hypertension in addition to the uh, heart failure indication.
0: So what will they use the money for?
2: Okay, well, they earned that FDA approval in 2019. And since then, they've just been working With some key opinion leaders and running some more clinical trials but last year they landed 50 million dollars in equity financing and that was when they really started to build up their u.s commercial organization now this ipo will help them really accelerate that process and become a real commercial company their prospectus which they filed with the sec uh, at the end of last week points out the technology is still not all that well known so they're going to focus on hiring a lot more education sales and marketing people to spread the word on what their device can do. Their main customers are electrophysiologists, heart failure specialists, general cardiologists, vascular surgeons, but they also need to convince hospitals to pay for it and get general practitioners and cardiologists to know more about it so that they'll refer more patients for it.
0: And are they trying to sell it internationally?
2: Well, yeah, they are working with a few centers in Europe, but they specifically said that they are going to focus mostly on the U.S. right now. Um, I guess just do one thing at a time. That makes sense. And I should mention they have reimbursement from Medicare for this. About two thirds of their patients um, are Medicare beneficiaries. And they got a pass-through payment, which is something that Medicare does for new technologies they think are valuable, but they don't have a lot of data on to know exactly how much it should cost. So they're covered that way. Now, they're also working on a few clinical trials. Their current indication just just claims that they can improve symptoms of heart failure. So they're going to continue working on this to see if they can maybe show that it improves mortality or other important endpoints. And that would be a big help. They could help drive their market potential. Now they estimate that their market potential with just what they have right now is about three billion dollars, including patients in the in the United States and Europe. So they could do a lot with just what they already have uh, if they could do a better job in capitalizing on that by marketing and, and selling the device more widely. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. They just have one product right now, and they point that out in the prospectus that they are heavily reliant on just one thing. So it would seem like if they can prove that the market really will accept this novel kind of neurostimulation for cardiovascular disease, that a bigger company in heart failure, Medtronic, for example, might buy them at some point. But we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out.
0: Interesting. Thanks for that, Reid. You can read about these topics and a lot more at medtechinsight.com. Right now, we're featuring a lot of coverage of all the M&A activity in the IVD space, especially companies working on cancer diagnostics. We're following all the activity at the major medical meetings, including a number of diabetes-focused meetings in June. And of course, we have a lot of coverage on the ongoing transition to the new MDR in Europe and a lot more. You can follow us on Twitter at medtech underscore insight. I'm at Medtech Marion. That's spelled M-A-R-I-O-N. Barnaby is at Medtech Barney B-A-R-N-Y, and Pete is at Medtech Pete with two E's. Thanks, and have a great rest of your week.